the change, the transformation, it begins in you. Welcome to episode 30 of Naturally Nurtured Now. I am Coach Rasan Emanuel. First and foremost, I just want to let you know that I am sending you lots of love and good vibes and rays of peace, if you can envision that um, at this specific time, considering that We are now coming to the close of this calendar year of 2020, where by so many shifts and transformations have taken place and are continuing to do so. As our world simply is receiving a very strategic alignment, much like with chiropractic care, when the whole role of a chiropractor is to adjust any subluxations or misalignments within the spinal column that can cause disruptions in the nervous system, which can then produce various symptoms, including but not limited to pain, um, disruptions in you know, communication in the nervous system that can cause a host of issues. But the point is, is that Humankind, as well as Earth itself, this beautiful planet that we call home, uh, everything is just being adjusted. There have been some things that have just been misaligned. And that's at least how I like to view it. Um, And it certainly assists with not having a judgmental perspective on anything remaining quite neutral and um, in a state or a frequency of love and just really desiring nothing but good for all. That's, that's the position from which I stand and communicate to you and also to, you know, my clients and so forth. It's really not to um, take one side or the other. Definitely not. Just In observation, sending love, sending light, sending all good vibes to the situation at hand. And for the situation at hand, again, I felt that it was essential to share this this episode titled Entering the Still Point. Now, what do I mean? Well, there is a magical place where the pulse of life rests for just a moment in the still point that opens up to a most healing peace and clarity. And amidst everything that we've witnessed going on around us, um, and also considering that we live in such a fast-paced society where everything is desired instantaneously, and we have exposure to so much information literally available at our fingertips, um, we see an overwhelming amount of images per day, video, um, just the media that we have access to and the means by which we gather our information and communicate with one another, 
Well, that's a lot. That's a lot of electromagnetic traffic going on on a day-to-day basis, which can uh, make it seem challenging to us to make the time to be a part of or to create peace and stillness. And it's almost as though humankind has gotten so used to noise, to intensity and to inner and outer conflict and to nonstop action. Like, you know, we're, we're called human beings, you know, but we, we've become quite human doings over the course of time. It's not to imply that action um, is negative in any form. That's not what I'm saying, but just, you know, that it's all about balance and Sometimes, you know, many of us don't know how to deal with or even tap into and acknowledge the in-between moments of stillness. Or on the other extreme, um, you know, some people seem to have forgotten that something such as stillness even exists. And then that's when, you know, people become prone to experience various forms of discomfort from the lack of accessing that stillness or the still point. We're healing on a very deep level occurs. So as you can see, simply being aware of the still point is step one. If you know it's there, the next thing is to figure out, discover, experience the joy of accessing it and experiencing the benefits from doing so. So our human body, this amazing physical vessel, and isn't it lovely, and also the bodies of every other living thing in the natural world, we were created to extend ourselves out into the world, to expand and to discover and to connect and to create and to take in what is out there. Then after a full extension, we draw ourselves back inside to refocus and connect with ourself and also to assimilate what we've taken in and to... um, to use what we can and then to release what we deem unnecessary or, you know, not relevant to our situation at any given moment. And our body, our very being pulses with a beautiful rhythm of expansion and contraction. This is the natural flow of life, like breathing in and breathing out. Let's pause for a moment and actually do that. Let's breathe in deep, Hold for three, and then release. So we'll do like a three count, inhale, hold, three count, and then exhale, three count. So if you're ready, let's do that together. One, two, three, now. See, it's in between the pulse of the outward reaching or the breathing out and the inward motion or the breathing in, the taking in and the releasing, there's a still point. And so that breathing technique or exercise just with the one deep breath um, reminds us of that still point. So between the inhale and the exhale, there's the still point. And that's that quiet place between the next filling and releasing cycle. Now, if we allow ourselves to enter into a deep state of awareness in our waking consciousness, so not like when we're asleep, then we can actually feel that inner pulse, that inner rhythm of expansion and contraction and still point. It goes on 
and on. You've got the expansion, the contraction, the still point. Expansion, contraction, still point. And that flows on and on, like really like the movements of you know the waves in the ocean rolling in and out, seeming to do so without effort, yet with profound rhythmic strength. They crash. It's really interesting. I find it fascinating whenever I watch YouTube videos of surfers and how they take on those huge waves, and somehow they manage to not only keep their balance on the board, but they actually ride those waves, and I think that is the coolest thing to watch. Now, by no means do I have a desire to surf. I just think it's cool to watch those guys do that, and those ladies, because there are some women who can really surf. And, um, yeah, more power to them, but I'll watch from, from the beach. Um, and not even I'm not even near a beach, uh, actually surrounded by mountains, but I do love the ocean, and it's a great example of expansion and contraction when it comes to the waves, so that's why I brought that up. But won't get sidetracked. We'll get back in flow here. So between the ebb and flow... That cycle of the internal rhythm is a moment of stillness, like I said. And just like with a calm lake, um, if you've ever stood, you know, near or alongside a calm lake, there are those moments, especially like at dusk when the sun is setting, there are those moments of stillness when everything is suspended. In, even if it's for a, mil, a millisecond or a microsecond before the next ripple or the cycle begins, um, it's in that moment of suspension that everything returns to oneness, to a fleeting yet profound sense of safety. It's like a moment of connection, of rightness, of wholeness, of beauty, really, of love. And that is the time between cycles when expansion ceases and when contraction releases. And then we are completely at rest. Now, this time of rest, whether it is the rest period between the ebb and flow of the ocean, like I was just speaking of, or after, uh, like the opening and closing of a flower, you know, uh, it's all about the time of renewal and the period between the opening and closing of a cell or the opening and closing that is with us in our waking and sleeping cycle. Um, it's a time of healing. There's so much healing on a cellular level that occurs when we're sleeping, and that's why uh, good sleeping habits are essential to your overall sense of well-being. It plays a major, major role, your quality of sleep. Um, yeah, definitely contributes to healing and, and renewal. Now, not only so, but as we allow ourselves to rest, we also power up to manifest various things that ultimately contribute to our overall well-being. So we don't always have to be in a somewhat of a contracted st uh, state where we're like intensely thinking through things and trying to rationalize and make sense of everything. Um, oftentimes it's in the complete opposite state of being, that rest period where we actually have things come to us with clarity and we're able to manifest Versus if we're striving and trying a bit too hard, it's good to kind of step back and see what results you get from going to that other end of rest. Now, thinking about this, if our lives are in constant extension or pushing or shoving or 
running and hurrying and struggling and pursuing and hustling, you know, we don't give ourselves enough time for rest. And do you agree that this is the way that life has been for a long time for a lot of people? And maybe this state of being seems all too familiar to you personally, you know? Maybe you find yourself, you know, hurrying and struggling and and doing all of those things and not having enough time to rest. And just in general, too often rest is seen as wasting time, I think, uh, for many, or losing the edge that will allow you know, us to come out on top, whatever coming out on top means to us. And rest might even be experienced in such an extreme form as life-threatening to some who have, you know, really, uh, for those whose lives have taught them to believe that hypervigilance is a necessary component of living or the hyper-hustle, you know, you got to stay on the grind, otherwise, you know, you're not going to make it. Or like I said, come out on top, whatever that means, because it's different for everyone. And in those extreme cases, um, you know, one's rest times are not even times of real rest, even when they're sleeping. And that can cause a host of of issues that can certainly be avoided with adequate rest. Um, So if our lives are in constant contraction and withdrawing and holding in and pushing down and holding tight, We're not really allowing ourselves to surrender into rest, and we don't allow ourselves to open to that time of suspension because surrender or suspension may feel as if it means annihilation or (laughs) annihilation. That's a word that I don't use a lot. It's kind of interesting to pronounce, but the word annihilation. Yeah, I think I said it right. Anyways, the point is, and I'm going to repeat that, um, when we are in that state of, you know, contraction and, and, and fighting, like the fight or flight mode, we just don't allow ourselves to open up to that time of suspension. And we can actually fear it. Think of a spider dangling from its web, actually. And in that moment of suspension, as it's kind of hanging, he appears to be resting at a still point. Um, I've seen spiders be so still, I wondered if they were even alive. And then I go up and, you know, kind of like blow a little air or like touch the web and then it like starts to like move a little and I'm like, ah! (laughs) But seeing a spider um, dangling from the the web, it's, it's a great example of still point because he's resting before he resumes to weave more of the web. And I shared that example simply to illustrate the concept of suspension. Does that make sense with that illustration? Maybe so. Yeah. And we learn how to pronounce annihilation. (laughs) Sometimes I look up words on Google uh, to see how they are properly pronounced, especially if it's a word that I don't really use um, a lot. And I'm actually going to do that just for the heck of it. Let's go to Google. We're going to go to, um, (laughs) this is just funny. Just taking a little moment to play this. Let's play this and see what it says. Annihilation. Annihilation. Okay. So there you have it. Annihilation. Annihilation. 
This is hilarious. I can't wait to hear this back myself. I'm not going to even edit this because I think this is funny. Anyways, moving along. Um, So for those who live with the constant contraction, rest would mean or may seem to mean a loss of control um, or becoming vulnerable to an outside world that we believe somehow would crush what is inside of us or Or maybe rest might just cause what's held in us or pushed down to come out. And then, you know, we fear that coming out would betray ourself. um, That is trying so hard to be acceptable, maybe, to a world that we have learned to believe doesn't or cannot accept who we are in our most authentic state of being. And so when approaching rest from this perspective, the still point can feel too threatening, which can cause one to remain stuck in contraction, which again, is simply uh, inflicting a sense of imbalance, which can cause some issues physically, mentally, emotionally. Now, sadly, some have little, if any, respite from anxiousness, and that's a potential result of being stuck in either contraction or in extension. And one can run and run and run, always looking over their shoulders for what they believe is chasing them, or perhaps fearing looking over their shoulders because they are afraid um, that what is threatening them will destroy them in some way. If they're taking time to look, causes them to slow down. And now considering the tone of 2020 and all the events that have unfolded thus far, um, I would say that many have and continue to suffer from being or at least feeling trapped and stuck in either contraction or extension, which both, um, again, you are not to remain in either one of those uh, for a prolonged period. And the still point is what is needing to be accessed at this time in the collective consciousness and in us as individuals. Now, if only we as humankind can discover the way to the calming stillness deep within us, then we might be able to actually dislodge ourselves, I think, from the thought circles that trap us in what feels like or can feel like a never-ending struggle to be free of the inner world of churning whirlpools in a sense of this pandemic called fear. Over time and by various causes, I think we as humans have found ourselves fearing the world perhaps because of who we believe we are or because of what we believe is out there and what the world will or can do to us if we attempt to connect with it in a genuinely authentic and intimate way or open up to let the world connect with us on a real level. And again, fear is the only pandemic at hand that has been highly contagious and spreading for far too long by our own choices as a species to accept it and experience it. Now, why would we do such a thing, you know? We are highly intelligent beings, yet we've embraced this thing called fear, and we've experienced um, so many things as a result that have made us feel discomfort and pain and loss and suffering. Why would we do that? 
that's a deeper conscious thought that we can each choose to evaluate within ourselves and then choose to resolve accordingly because no one can tell any other person, you know, don't fear because, you know, you can't manipulate someone's feelings and everybody's going to experience what they choose. And we just have to honor and respect that. Don't have to agree with it or be a part of it, but we certainly should be honoring and respecting one another for whatever choices we're making at this time that um, are right for us. So for now, let's go ahead and move along. Uh, Fear, maybe there will be an entire episode dedicated to that. Although, oh yeah, maybe, maybe, I'll consider. But anyways, with this topic here, let's move along. So as human beings, have we somehow hidden the traps and the conflicts and the inner struggles from ourselves? Like as as we've attempted to live as if all is well for so long, but the tension and the stress of the ongoing contraction or the ongoing extension, has it not come to like a head and exhausted us in a sense, again, individually or collectively? And then of course, <clears throat> excuse me, that's when we actually collectively manifest a state of unrest such as what we're currently witnessing in our world. That's, that's what it is. It's a state of unrest. Um, through all the shifts and transformations occurring at this defining moment in time, we are swiftly approaching a collective still point. I choose to believe that we are. We really are. And that still point comes into effect at which time a naturally induced alignment will take place, or I believe is actually starting to take place. Um, and it's, it's being executed gracefully, although it can appear as disastrous or, you know, um, seemingly, you know, it can be perceived as not a good thing, but somehow everything is happening for a reason. It's not mere coincidence. Everything is somehow working together for the collective good and benefit of all. And this is being done by nature and the force of life itself. Just simply balancing in or stepping in rather to balance everything out on our behalf. Because for far too long, the struggles and the conflicts um, can not only cause our individual systems to be in high tension or a state of like high alert, again, that fight or flight mode, um, like a never ending alert. But we've also seen this over the course of 2020 uh, throughout all systems like government and financial and healthcare and education and, and so many more. There's just, again, have been so many shifts and shakeups um, in this year. Now think about our history. So humans have been constantly on guard when you, when you analyze history, you can see humans have been ready to attack, to defend and to run or to pull in and hold on tight with no, you know, little or no time to rest. And we may not even know that we are carrying such tension and it has somehow become like our normal way of being, but it's actually quite the contrary. And that's what's coming to the surface now. I think that many are realizing that a lot of what has taken place over the course of history has been absolutely unnecessary. 
And there most certainly has been imbalances in various systems and structures that are built on faulty foundations that are now beginning to shake and quake. And we can see the evidence of that on a continual basis. Um, We've got to remember in the midst of all of this, again, that we do refer to ourselves as human beings. Uh, We're not to always be human doings and always trying to control and manipulate things because ultimately, again, nature and the force of life, um, whether you refer to it as the universe or God or source or, you know, infinite consciousness, whatever you want to call that force that, that sustains life for everything, Um, is definitely intervening ever so gracefully yet powerfully on behalf of humankind. Again, to make things um, better, more beautiful, balanced for us all. You know, again, I'll just say that, you know, we've all been carrying some sort of burdens, uh, feeling weighed down in some way, shape, or form in this year. Um, And we may not have even known, perhaps prior to this year, where everything's become so obvious and come to the surface and to the light. Uh, But in the past, we may not have even known that we were carrying such tension And it has somehow become the normal way of being. But it's actually, again, it is quite that contrary. Um, We are beautiful human beings. We don't have to always be doing. And on a side note, to be a humankind or to be humankind is much needed and appreciated right now as well. So thank you for doing your part in regards to being a kind human You are celebrated. We are grateful for you. Um, Okay, but now about this. Think about this. If our bodies were made to experience the natural pulse of extension and contraction and rest, we're taking in and releasing and becoming still is the norm, then somehow we have to account for something. Something must have uh, changed from that natural pattern that shifted us into something unnatural. Now, for some of us, the loss of the natural pulse uh, may have began with like an overwhelming traumatic event that might have occurred in childhood or in a young, you know, in our lives as, as young children or teens or what have you. And until that event, we were confident in the world and in ourselves. And then something happened that shocked us and um, shook us up in such a way or shook the image of of what we held for ourselves and of our world. And for many, the loss of the natural pulse occurred very early in life and often before we even had the opportunity or the ability or we didn't even learn the language to be able to explain to anyone, including ourselves, what um, what had happened. We simply live our lives always feeling like something is missing or something is just not quite right. And that can be Uh, stemmed back to our childhood and there's I'll go ahead and say this on a side note while on that topic um, there's nothing to blame I'm not implying that we should just blame our childhood for any patterns or behaviors that we have as adults but just to acknowledge um, 
the cause of every effect, and then to work from there because that's the first point in healing is awareness. So during my training to become a health coach, I was grateful and honored to have worked to release a lot of my own tensions and inner turbulence in order to effectively, you know, assist my clients who have been found themselves uh, or have found themselves caught in the tension of being trapped in extension or contraction. Um, And based on my own experiences of extension and contraction, um, I know that sometimes it can feel like a struggle to initiate or to tap into that still point. So as long as you remain more focused or distracted by the external rather than turning down the volume of the world in order to just be at ease and rest within. And sometimes, um, you know, this means disconnecting to reconnect, whatever that means to you. It could mean um, disconnecting from social media, uh, disconnecting from certain relationships, um, you know, whatever it means to you to disconnect to reconnect. If you know that that's for your good, then you must do what you must do. And not everything requires an explanation, but you have to definitely take those steps if it's going to uh, contribute to your overall sense of balance and well-being. Um, That always comes first. So do what you need to do how you need to do it. (laughs) Um, I've also come to realize the importance of finding the original cause of the tension. Um, There's always a cause for every effect. And what's Important is to clearly identify the original event that started the whole life pattern, which in turn um, led to a lifetime, or you can feel like it's it's something that's blocking the access to your natural pulse. Um, again, I will I'll just say you know the solutions really do lie in the still point. Um, what first caused the blockage to the natural pulse is important because it contains the feeling and meaning response to the event and the feeling acts as a glue that holds together the meaning that we originally attached to that original cause and the meaning in turn creates the behavior patterns that grow out of the meanings and I know that that might be a mouthful but as you allow yourself to dive deeper into all of this it will make more sense and even if that means listening to this episode in parts just to ensure that you're comprehending what I'm communicating, you know, just do whatever you feel necessary to do in order to comprehend and really take this in because it really can help on a deep level. So once the whole package of feelings and meaning and beliefs and behaviors is felt and understood and transformed, then healing can happen. And once the healing occurs, then a return to the natural pulse can occur. And even when those events took place in the deeply hidden past of maybe even infancy. With a return to your natural pulse, life-changing healthy behaviors can actually take the place of the behaviors that had previously blocked your natural pulse. And this, dear one, occurs within the timeless, spaceless, still point of your infinite consciousness where you can choose to rest and manifest in seemingly magical ways and truly begin creating the life that you desire to live. And when? Now. Remember, the change 
the transformation, it begins in you.